Yes, yes, my people. Big Prozac back again with another video. Welcome. You know what we do here, man? We talk all things sneakers, kicks, and creps. And today we have another episode of Kicks Chronicles. Now, Kicks Chronicles is a show where we take a walk down memory lane with some amazing people. We look at the kicks that sort of informed their childhood, what they were looking at when they were growing up, all the way down to the modern day. Today, my guest has been referred to as a social activist, an entrepreneur, many hats, he wears many of them. If you talk about Drummer Boy, he's rocking it. You talk about the Black Business Network, 56 Black Men, you get me? All culminating most recently in his handwritten ode to his son and our community, the letter to Zion. He's my bro, like early. Big C Fast Williams in the house. Welcome to Kids Chronicles. What's kicking my bro? Yes, family. Um, don't gas me in it. You've done a few bits. You've done a few bits. You've done a few bits. I'm listening to you and I'm just you're making me pretty stupid. <laughs> Increase on a different level. Um, <laughs> well, well, appreciate you inviting me, man. And oh, man, that, we love it, man. We love it. We love it. Like, and then we spoke before, and I was kind of like, boom. We just started chopping up, and he was like, "Oh, I'm doing this thing on it." And I was like, "Look, should we just save the chop up for the thing in it? Because if we if we get into it now, then we're gonna we're gonna do it all over again, kind of thing." So yeah, man. Like we could we could do this off camera or on camera. So I don't. Yeah, just just so everybody's like aware. CFAS is a deeper guy. If you haven't had the opportunity to sit down or hear him speak, like he's a real one. You get me? Uh, and he's got he's got uh, uh, interesting opinions on various different subjects. So this Kitch Chronicles may go in a million different directions. Who knows? You get me? It may be slightly different. There may be there may be a couple parts to this thing. Who knows? Far gone. If we keep it rolling, we keep it rolling. You get me? All I know is you're gonna get some amazing content. But yeah, bro, let's kick it off, man. Yeah, let's kick it off. So one question I always ask first is when you were growing up, there may have been, or hopefully there would have been one particular pair of kicks that you saw that you kind of fell in love with i call those the gotta have it because they said something to you they said like if you get me i'm gonna change the game for you if, I, if you get me you're gonna start getting straight a's if you get me you get me <laughs> things are gonna change you get me your whole aura is gonna change you get me tell me tell the people what was that particular shoe for you so it's interesting when you hit me up as well like I'm, i was telling you like i'm not really like guy or the sneaker guy yeah you know I mean? I'm like that guy so i'm we I'm, I'm i'm rubbish with names you know what i mean and i don't know but we we, we chopped up about this one kick when when you initially hit me up i think they were jordan mm. uh, and they were the red and black ones have you got have you got the did you did you look into them yeah i think what you were referring to when you speak when we spoke uh, uh, before you mentioned the they were called the airships they were like oh, in the band colorway they were like red and black yeah it was definitely the airships i was so was these 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 ones yeah 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 but, um, what's it called i didn't i didn't have a clue what they were called on <laughs> how did they come into your how did they even come into your vision how where where did you see them that made you think you know these are fire i'm gonna just add it to my thing 
with the issues. That, that to me. Fire, man. Yeah. Mm. But, um, you know, I would have wrote them to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> the vibes changed. The vibes changed. The vibes changed, definitely. And because uh, it's mad, because it was them type, but I think mine might have had like a different color map. Mix you were stuff. you were saying that there was some gold or something? No, no. I had the red ones first. And okay. Then gold ones. Okay. You know. And you know, gold, gold, golden guys out here, bro. Like huh? trying to move, move with gold on your shoes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you must, your game must have been hard or what? Yeah. You get me? Because people are looking at you differently when there's gold on your kicks. Yeah, it's mad. <laughs> the, the vibe went like basketball is the vibe as well. When I watch basketball now, like you see people with the maddest kicks in it, like. Mm. But when you, I used to play basketball as well, which is why. But you know, when you play basketball, it is it is very much like you. I remember like so it was it was them first, and I had the gold ones, um, and I, I used those ones very rarely. And then I went to see the Globe Trotters, and the Globe Trotters all signed the kicks and that, um, and you know the kicks are somewhere. Uh, uh, beyond, beyond that, it was those these ones that Wade brought out. So Wade had some kicks that he brought out as well. I can't remember the name to save my life, but mm. they would have got like they were the ones I wanted. I remember wanting kicks like no man's business. Like, so you talk about Dwayne Wade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, talk, uh, you're talking about the leanings, the way of Wade. What's it called? Leaning. So it's a Chinese brand, um, L I, um, uh, little dash, N I N G. And they're called the Way of Wade, and he's got he's still got them coming up. It wasn't those. It was like back in the day, fam. I'm, like, really, it must yeah, have been those. Back in that, was it these? It was back in the day. Back in the day. Um, I think he was originally with Nike, so he might have had a Nike deal, but I don't know what ones he was rocking early doors. No, every time I, I've typed in things, all that's coming up is the ones you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, those are the ones that are closely associated with him because he's been with Leaning for about 13 years, I think. Yeah. Like he's been yeah. with them for a long time. Um, I've got a couple of, of the ones. So this this is a mad, this is memory, you know? <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. I'm sure you're right now. Hold on. I'm trying to get a... <laughs> Look at these kicks now, yeah. I wonder what them, but whoa. I played ball in it. I played ball. Shoulder kicks, bro. These, these look hard though. Don't get twisted. Mm. Now these do look hard. Don't get twisted. Like, uh, they're converse. Are they converse? They're converse. Wow, they're converse. Converse kicks, you're right. He, I think he might, I think he might have been with Converse for a minute. You might, have, I think you're right. Like some at the time, anyway, they like some futuristic type of make you run faster type of make you jump higher type of. Them ones there, boy. But it was that, and then there was one that was half black and half white as well. So after the Jordans, they were the next ones. But again, I, I really only had them kicks for basketball purposes. Uh-huh. So it wasn't like, as much as I did wear them outside of basketball, it wasn't really to me like I'm a sneaker guy that's buying all these kicks and do you know what I mean? Like, trying to rock them. Like, I just, that was what was hot at the time. I'm probably at that point, I would have been, so when I got the Jordans up until then, I probably would have been between the ages of 
12 and of yeah, 12, 13 and like 15 them it them times okay. after them times like, I didn't I didn't really like pattern kicks like that like it, at one point it became like the plain white you know Air Force and the plain black like, now it's just like just playing like I just we will definitely get into all of that because I think a key thing from these conversations that I take away is that everybody has a reason why they wear what they wear in the same sense they watch what they watch or they drive what they drive or they eat what they eat and that's the thing that I think myself for number one that's what i'm most in, in, interested in this isn't necessarily about who's got the biggest collection or who's got the most knowledge because that's not what it's about it's about what do you like and what brought you into the game and in saying that yeah one thing i always like to ask because you huh i don't know if i'm in the game do you know we're gonna find out everyone's <laughs> there one thing i like to ask you right now this you may not know the answer, but just give me just give me your thoughts anyway. When you were growing up, like um, now when I was growing up, there was a kick that kind of was synonymous with my area. You get me? I grew up in Southeast London, right? And the area I grew up in was like synonymous with the Reebok Classic. There was Reebok Classics everywhere in every kind of <laughs> color. You get me? The Reebok Classics and the Reebok Workouts. Yeah, the like, they were out there living their best life. They were raining for a period. You get me? Like, solidly. You get me? Like, so in my mind, when I think of my area growing up or I think of my era, I, I really associate or closely associate with the Reebok Classic. What would you say, particularly, were the, the type of shoes that you were seeing growing up in the area that you grew up in? The Classics. It was Air Forces. Hard. At one point, is this really? What's this one called? It's like at one point, it was this one. It, it has like a like a fitted bit, like a fitted sock type of bit. Then it has like some plastic around it. The Harachi. Harachis were popping at one point, you know. Harachi. <laughs> I'm so shit with names, but um, the Harachis at one point. And everyone was getting like all the different colours and Harachis were out there, man. Very popular in Southeast. Very, very yeah, popular. When Harachis dropped, I remember, like, because uh, I didn't get them straight away. But I remember going in going uh, Toxford Street and I was just about to buy some things like that. I walked past what was like a footlock or something. And there was a mad ass queue and I said, What's everyone queuing for? And everyone was queuing for the Harachis, bro. Real talk. Dead serious. People's like, yo, they got some new like dead serious. Is like a footlocker. Foot Harachis was big when it came out. Or when, when it came out, when it like re-emerged or whatever. I don't know. Wow. That's one thing I've never did, you know. I never lined up for kicks. Yeah, same. Like I don't I don't mess with them enough to want to be cute. Like I've never done that like physically. I've done it like virtually <laughs> recently online, but I've never physically done it, man. But yeah, but you're saying like, I definitely agree the Harachis, like, cause obviously I know we grew up in similar areas, man. The Harachis were definitely like a massive, massive shoe. Like I remember that all the way through secondary school. No, actually end of secondary school, college. Cause obviously we're a little bit different in age. So definitely for college for me, Harachis were on fire. Like I remember I had a white pair. Double back, double back. So the white 
was out there. It, that was back. So after your college, it went away for a little bit, then it came back. It, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It definitely came. It came in waves. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Um, do you remember there was? You know the the regular one was the schmoot was the low one with the strap at the back. There was a high version with a yeah, strap man. on the front. All the time to do the high version stuff. That, that, but do you remember it though? Do you remember it? Uh, but I, I can imagine it feels it feels more like an American vibe. Like you know when they used to, you know those those ones where they used to have like the wings on the shoes or whatever. Like the, the strap were going, it's like a wing or something. You know what I mean? Like, I can't do it. I pick up everyone that can though. Like, if yeah, you can man. If you can pull it off, man. I, yeah. I saw a lot of big man in the NBA in that store. A lot of stuff like that. Um, I'm serious. <laughs> was, uh, what, was, what was the bits? What was very forward-thinking, futuristic? But I don't know. It just It's interesting when you, talk, when you start talking about what people can pull off, what people can't pull off. Because I think it is very much down to personality, lifestyle, you know, way of being. I just wouldn't feel like... I'm just not... As it stands right now, I'm you know subject to change or whatever, but um, a futuristic, you know, type of dressing type of guy. And that's why I'm probably more so now, my kicks. And I probably was more so when I played basketball. So I can imagine myself like wearing something with a strap. Like actually, tell a lie. One of my shoes, uh, if not another version of that Jordan piece, had a strap. But there's different variations. I had, I had a thing. But that's when I was playing ball. But you know, the older I got, the more kind of withdrawn I got, to be honest, because I went through a lot of stuff in my life, innit? So I started to withdraw a little bit. Um, my dress sense became more plain. So when I was talking, when I would wear like, I've got a couple actually, let me bring one of you right now, isn't it? Yeah, do your thing, bro. So this would be my go-to like, kit right now. Like, this Hard. Plain. Air Max 90. Can't be touched. Classics. <laughs> So I just, you know, and it's got like some material and then it's got something. So, but I'm also just, I'll be blackout and I'll wear like a bomber jacket and I'll wear that. Do you know what I mean? So. See, that's, a, that's, that's, wanna, that's what I want to understand. Why do you have that shoe? Where did that shoe come from, bro? Like. <laughs> um, so it's interesting, I guess. So I'm someone who, and another shoe that I uh, really rocked here for the longest time, probably a lot of people know me more so for this shoe is the Air Max 95. Yes, I was waiting for you to say it because I wanted to know if you even knew the name. Because I've seen you wear them so much. I've had a couple of them. Bro, I've seen you wear them so much. Like, and I just wanted to know if you actually knew what you were wearing. <laughs> yeah, that one I know, innit? Because I've seen like, it a few times. No, nah, man, that's I, a hard shoe. I would wear it. So if I like something, I don't have to buy the, the things. I'll buy the same thing, that one. I'm 100. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. Then I can wear it, you know. Um, because I, I wore it so much to the place where the reason why I had a few, not just for the sake of having a few, but the one I was fucking like the the bubble, whatever, the the, the bubble thing. Uh, yeah. Broke and that kind of stuff. So that was it, really. And I just had one that I could just wear whenever, and I had one that I could wear when it was when I was trying to keep it all the way patterned but long and short why so i'm the type of person i can my go-to outfit would probably be and you will know this of me but it will probably be jeans brogues a button-down t-shirt and blazer that's my go-to that thing if i want to obviously lockdown i've been doing just whatever i've not really been wearing a blazer when i'm on zoom meetings and that 
I always wear what I feel like wearing that day. And I, I don't believe, well, the belief. I believe in everyone doing what they want to do. I don't feel like dressing up to come downstairs. And and maybe it's because my house ain't like like massive, but it's my house ain't massive. But it's people that have, I'll, I'll be like on Zoom and I'll go to the kitchen and I'll go to the living room. And some like, oh man, like you've got a couple of rooms in your Because some people don't have that as well. So you've got to be grateful for what you do have. But I mean, if I was sitting on like a mansion, with you know fitness room this that this that garden that was huge maybe my routine would mean that i would want to get up go somewhere do you know what i mean dress up i don't know but when you just come out your room and you know i mean land downstairs <laughs> go, go to the bathroom come out like, i'm not trying to put on a whole blazer or not so um yeah but when i was going out and traveling and stuff like more time i'd wear like a blazer but a down t-shirt jeans and, and you know that's my thing uh and then because my my lifestyle as well is so it's in, this is a very interesting conversation because for me it's mixing the casual and the professional not the professional the casual and the the corporate like smart casual i think that's what they refer to it as no not even that like i'm just talking about when, when i'm talking about the kids, oh you're talking about the carpet yeah, so when i'm talking carpet. about the kids i'm talking about the casual when i'm talking about the work i'm talking about the corporate so okay. i by way of my work i'm in a lot of buildings but to be honest you i go into buildings like this as well do rag up everything i know so, i know so I know. it just depends on how i'm feeling but there is something growing up like i used to see to me growing up a businessman looked like he had the jeans he had the, the blazer and he had the button on the button on shirt so i would almost because I'm so reflective and I'm so in touch with where I got inspired by what, like that is what made me feel like, yo, like I like that look. Because I was always on the fringe of that businessman narrative. I was doing business, I was doing business, I was doing business. So I would go into rooms and a lot of people would have this, these jeans, like whether it's the dark jeans, the, the brogues, the shirt and the, so that, that informed my life. So if I was born in China, it would probably inform differently if yeah. I was born in the, but, but then, I was all I was born in New Cross, do you know what I mean? So and I was always Shout out New Cross. even though I, I moved around. So for me, as well at the same time, all the older lot, they look a certain way, do you know what I mean? And they're the ones you look up when you when you're young, you look up into the old lot, they're able to do things you're not able to do at that point. Whether it's they're driving, do you know what I mean? So, you know, you'll be included in that old lot category. Because you know what I mean, when mum was still taking bus. You would, you know what I mean? You'd whip, whip, whip up, you used to have this, this black wick, you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know what it was, but I just know, do you know what I'm saying? And this is, this is the-, the, the Shout part. out Lazarus, man. Shout out Lazarus, <laughs> man. Putting him on blast, man. You remember my black whip, yeah? I was out here, bro. I was out here. This is when Zach used to, used to come with his chair. Hey, Zach's chair and he'd leave like all the way back like this. Zach would pull up like this, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> You'll, you'll be on road here just playing with your mates and that could be out the window like this like oh God. so you know and i'm not saying i'm not saying like i looked at you per se and said you're boom but you have that you are an image of like the older lot that i was growing up underneath you know what i'm saying so when you're looking at how you used to dress and how everyone else used to dress and how that would influence me thinking okay well them men are driving, them men are able, even if it's a little thing, like them men are able to go to certain movies that I can't go to at that point. You know what I mean? I, I used to sneak in to watch 15s and 18s, you know what I'm saying? So 
you know, Syracuse, all them ways. So, then why the day, bro? Shout out Syracuse. So, the longest and the shortest of it is two influences in my life came from the hood and then the world outside my hood, right? So, yeah. the hood was very much influenced by, at certain points, American, African American culture, Real you know, book. the baggy stuff. Hundred. And then also, Hundred. we had our own you know, resurgence of the fitted stuff that a lot of London exactly. boys. 100%. And then at the same time, the world outside, because you have to understand, so I could see a Zach putting up in a whip, or whoever putting up in a whip, and you know, where we're from, success drives past on four wheels, as they say, right? So whatever that whip is. So you'd see that as a success. But then I'd also, at the same time, be speaking to the CEO of X company. Mm. And you're very aware of that narrative was also, and I was what, like 16, 17 at the time when I was speaking to some of the CEOs. So I'm meeting some of these CEOs or, or high net worth earners, really rich people, and they're wearing like a blazer, a button-down shirt, jeans. Right. So in my head, growing up, where I was most malleable, those were the two narratives. So, um, you know, I can I can switch it up when I feel like wearing a bomber jacket, a hoodie, and some kicks. That's what it does. You know what I'm saying? When I feel like wearing a thingy, that's what it does. So, that's where that comes from because that the, the kind of the black the black kicks represents where I am in my space of comfortability in that way of dressing mm. Same with, that's, that's mad weird because i've been known to wear some pretty statement blazers mm. Mm. so i more so wear a statement blazer than i would a statement shoe in it shout out blazer shout out blazer boys all day yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the vibe oh man but, what um, you're saying is right man what you're saying is right and i think exactly i wanted to i want her <laughs> I said, Zach used to come out like this, you know. Bro, he's giving giving man too much boost. Like, don't don't watch it, bro. I was bare chilled. But one thing I wanted to to touch on that you mentioned is, like, the the, the different ideas of success. Like, growing up in the ends, success can be as small as driving a car or having nice Mm -hmm. kicks or wearing nice clothes. When you get into the different meetings and different boardrooms and you understand there's a different type of success not saying that having a nice car isn't a form of success or degrading it in any way because yeah to some people it's it's really important and that's fine but then understanding like there's another type of success and another area of power that you can enter into and do you think having that having that ability to be able to thrive in the ends and in boardrooms came from that that understanding. Wow, that's a that's a that's a level of success that I respect and admire on the ends, and this is also a level of success that I aspire to get to and admire, like in these boardrooms and on this grander level. It's magical because I'm deep in as well. I, I'm the type of person who I can count days where. I've been going to a really important meeting in the city and like someone in the bits or the man name stops me and it's like, yo, well, go on, do you know what I mean? It's love. And I'm, um, next minute I'm in a, a building, you know, whose business, you know, is billions of, of pounds, do you know what I mean? So that's the business kind of um, revenue or whatever it is. So, and I can count that. So it's interesting my, when you talk about perhaps my ability to navigate both worlds. That's quite an interesting piece. Um, I wouldn't say I was 
consciously inspired or led with regards to old boom but I, I do think how i've depicted it and how you've also extracted it with regards to different ideas or understandings of success and at that point when you're in the bits like you don't oxford street when i was growing up was was a big deal like to go to oh, it's huge it was huge now it's not that deep but it's anything, up, you had to like plan that yo like, <laughs> <laughs> that was about two three weeks worth of planning right there, bro. <laughs> now you know, i'm growing up but so it's that kind of thing so i remember the first time actually i went to oxford street um not the first time i went to oxford street but the first time i saw what would be the realization of a really important perhaps white person white people and i was coming out of the bbc at the time um i was in communication with the then director general so the ceo of the bbc at the time and i walked out i hadn't met him that day but you know we, we were in conversation and that's one of the reasons why i was in the city so i walked out of the building and as i was walking out two white men were walking in and fam i could smell them from a distance and i said what's going on like not in a bad way but like the, the fragrance was different you know what i'm saying and you know someone was just you know uh, shutting the door of like there's like this blue bentley or something it was a bentley i think it was blue and they had on again the blazer the button down shirt the jeans it's mad how that kind of stuff really like really reinforms and for me it was just different so when you talk about being what informed that like, for me i'm a different human being so you know um because I'm because I I'm able to think of stuff from this level, I I I know what I did at certain areas of my life and certain points in my life to create who I am and what you know. And this also there's 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 an underlying notion of you are when people say you know dress how you want to be addressed. I'm not a big fan of that statement because I think mm. you should dress how you want to dress and people should dress mm. in kind of period. I completely agree. But there was this notion of this understanding of you know. Um, if you did, I would start to appreciate how people would receive me as well when they'd see me rock up in a blazer versus X. But then mm. 56 men for me, like, broken, all, of that. all of that, all of that, like, you know, and it's mad because I, I see it in my own reality. Like, when I'm talking to CEOs, even if I'm not in like a hood, I'm just like in a, in a normal thing, like a top, like a Mark Zuckerberg would be in or whoever, they know, look, like, it's, it's we still talk on a level. Mm. You know what I mean? And in the UK, because as people might be watching this around the world, that's rare. If you're not an entertainer or if you're not uh, an athlete to be dressed normal and be taken seriously appropriately by people in establishment, like it's just, it's a rarity. So for that to be the case, so it's in, I've definitely, and again, I'm not perfect. So I'm, I'm giving away a lot of broken pieces of me here. It's like, boom, mm. you know, this is why I did this or this is what, because I don't feel like people should. I, I, if I could go back with the knowledge I had now and pause, because sometimes we can overthink it as well. But if I could go back with the knowledge I had had now, I might not have been so easily influenced. But the reality, the fact is, we have to clothe ourselves. Yes, we have to clothe ourselves. Uh, we get informed by what looks good from what is advertised to us, and ideas of nostalgia and ideas of you know what is important and what is not important. So really. I just bounce around from those two realities when you're talking about the blazer team and you're talking about the kicks and the, the, the casual team. So I bounce around from those two different and I just, I really pick and choose what I think looks nice in each of those worlds. 
I've I'm I'm not really uh, and I might have done this in my lifetime I don't don't recall but I'm not really a mixer kick with a blazer type of person I wouldn't mm. wear kicks in a blazer that might change as well that might change as well but um no so I, I, it's interesting I'm very distinct like when I put on that and it, sometimes the music go with it too you know what I mean I'm saying sometimes just in that zone where I just want to get from where I'm get going to where I'm getting mm. and I see also how I'm, like if I walk into um, a shop with my pea coat, my blazer, my thingy, my hair out, how I'm received by a security to tilt, then if I walk in with my bomber, do you know what I mean, my kicks, how I'm received. So it's, it's, it's very interesting and um, I'm I'm very much a functional as well as I am a feeling dresser. So how am I feeling today? But also what's the function today? If I'm going to be going to bare meetings, I'd rather wear something like that I can run around and move mobile in. And sometimes that comes with a rucksack. But if I'm going to wear a backpack, if I'm going to wear, if I'm going to be in that one or two, I might wear a, um, a blazer and I might carry like a, a bag like that so and if you go on my website you'll see like i bounce from all the different ones in all different settings yeah so i've been spoke at the apple store for example um and i was just casual because that day i was running around after that like i was going shopping and stuff so didn't really want to be and i've spoken on on stages for corporates yeah well when i did um accenture's uk kind of conference i went i rocked up there in my cap do rag you know but that day i was moving around i remember i had a suitcase in me that day i think i was uh, going somewhere else after um but you know when i did their global thing so i did one of the conferences for essentials global leadership and that was in lisbon I'd, I'd been to Cannes that same week flew out from Cannes to lisbon and that was the only one i was doing that day i wore a blazer and, and, and when I went there, the atmosphere as well felt different. It called it different. I mean, so I was like, yeah, let me. You're talking Monaco and Cannes and all of this one there, bro. It's not, it's not, it's not depth of market, fam. Shout out depth of market, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout them out, yeah, but like the vibe is different. So we 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 meet that yeah. we meet the levels, isn't it? But I like. So to keep going on, but it's films and movies as well that informs it. Of course, of course, of course. The thing is, nobody can deny growing up. <laughs> you growing up, you're watching TV, you're reading books, you're having conversations, and people's opinions help to inform yours. You get me? Like what we what we were sold. You alluded to it earlier. What we were sold, what was advertised to us, what we were told was good is sometimes what informs our notion on what is good. What you see other people, you see somebody with a form of success wearing certain clothes. You think maybe if I wear those clothes, I can partake in some of that success. It's, it's simple. I completely <laughs> agree, man. I completely and, agree. And just to, to go on that point, because this is this is really interesting topic. I'm gonna come back to that what informs if I wear that I become that but the films you, you're watching a James Bond movie and if he does go to I said Lisbon but if he does go to like a Monaco he does go to Lisbon he does go to a Budapest you see the vibe you see the flex he's on the beach and it's like I didn't I didn't grow up it's it's, it's really like Peter's really big on this stuff as well and he like you know uh certain outfits and you are somebody who's got certain outfits for certain you know what I mean places shout so, out Peter shout out Peter I'm saying all day so but you know 
if if I'm going to the, the beach or you know, the beach party, if I'm going versus what do I wear? And you know, I wasn't re- I didn't grow up on GQ like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm the type of person who never grew up knowing. And because I'd go to some corporate functions, if you're being invited to this corporate function, this is the desired attire. This is the type of attire you'd wear. So even that informed it because I would go to rooms with people just with jeans, blazer, and a shirt, and I might not be wearing it the same way they're wearing it. I remember when I when I started to learn that with the blazer you wear dark jeans. Yeah. If you wear light jeans, you're <laughs> gonna stand out like you might not want to be standing out like that. One hundred percent. You know, I started to learn, and so you you see these things. Like, yeah, you're right. So if I if I if my lifestyle is that. I'll go to a Cannes and I'll go to Lisbon or I'll go to an Oxford, you know, whatever, the central London and I'll go to, you know, it, it might be different than what I'd wear if I was getting up and coming into my living room or getting up and walking down the street to the shop. It may be different. So that's interesting. But just to go to that point of become what you wear, that's a really important uh, piece and an interesting segue to 56 because what we were trying to do with 56 was reinform what that image stood for. Mm. I'm saying because, again, where I'm from, you're a bad man when you put on a uniform. Why? Because you've been advertised as a uniform. <laughs> you've been advertised as the, the notion of what it means to be a bad man, even if you're the nicest person on earth. Mm-hmm. Because you're a black man, you are the the the, 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 the icon of negativity. And so the hoodie was just an article that was added to that narrative and you know every time you'd see him or whatever it was and then you get young boys growing up and they don't they don't have to be bad they just got to wear the uniform mm. and walk into the shop one time and see how the security guard moves and that gives them the power mm. they never had the, the the hoodie didn't give them the power it's how the world responded to the article so the 56 piece and you're talking about we grow up and we are informed by these things and that you know we choose this weapon of choice or we choose this clothing or garment or kick of choice because we think it's gonna it gives us this persona so me the 56 piece was about how we reinform that um persona because i'm a business person you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying as a as, as a youth so you know and look how we look if a lot of black boys saw that actually this could be the uniform for a business person perhaps that would be the path they go down but because they're so used to seeing the uniform associated to negativity you know what i'm saying that's why I think the 56 um, Black Men campaign was so important for me. Um, I remember speaking to my wife about it when, when you sent out the message. And if anybody's, um, if anyone's watching they and you haven't had the opportunity to sort of uh, research CFAS and 56 Black Men and some of the other like amazing things that um, he's contributed to, like please like just go and look into it you might see my face on, on, on one of the other pictures calm like you get me it's nothing um but yeah the reason why I, I wanted to get involved is because I was thinking of the future I was thinking of my children I was thinking of my past I was thinking of having experienced marginalization having experienced these situations where for no like one of or for, for no sort of no, nothing that you've done you are now treated in a certain way and i was thinking about my children i was thinking about my community i was thinking about you know what what can i do to make that situation better for those coming after me and obviously when i saw that message that was the thing that 
took me over the edge the idea of what side of 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 history am i going to be on what side of this am i going to stand on am i going to be part of those that sort of look from the sidelines and say you know what i know it's a situation but what can i do to fix it or am i going to be part of the change and that's where i made the decision to to, to respond to your message and say you know what fam i want to be a part of it you get me so yeah 56 was so important in that regard and i think you know what you're yeah, talking about culture talking about 56 talking about kicks and talking about all of these different things like culture is so important like understanding the influence of our black culture on this country like we have to we have to acknowledge how important that is 56 black men didn't only just say you know what fam nobody's born with a knife in their hand us black men we represent all different genres and 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 parts of the workforce and the community but also it said you know what yeah i can rock whatever you get me and and we can still respect each other and that's the part i was like because that's where i come from bro like you alluded to earlier bro i love my i love my blazers i love my shirts like there was a period in time where you probably weren't even gonna catch me in anything other than that you get me because i was moving like that but (laughs) (laughs) but the thing i enjoy more than that is the ability to just be free and wear what I want to wear and not be marginalized or treated differently because of it. And that's what I want. That's what I want for my kids. That's what I want for my for my generation. That's what I want for my for my community. Because the maddest part is always, you know, when you do look outside the black community, everybody else, and I won't say everyone's cool all across, but it's not the same when it comes to clothing. But like clothing can make or break a lot of things for us, especially um in this respect we're talking about this kind of stuff with black men can make and break a lot of things for us and for for the women there is it's it's, it's an, on a different level and to a different degree mm-hmm. um and it'll take for women to really speak about that properly but yeah on my side it's like for men it, it can for black men it can do a lot like how you were and then you've got the ones that it's like because when you're young you see everyone getting picked off into like factions mm. So you can tell it from early, like he's gonna, he's gonna want to do roads. He's gonna want to be like he wants to. Do you know what I mean? And it's like that one's a bad thing, isn't it? No, they're gonna dress and do, do everything to not be perceived as the positive. And it was, it was. I don't know if you've seen this documentary, The Defiant Ones. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. For me, it's one of the best, if not, it's the best documentary I've ever seen produced. Uh, some of the, the ending music I wasn't a big fan of, but the but you know the the whole production of that documentary and the architecture of it, the way they put it together, is the best documentary I've seen to date alive. So, but there's one part that Jimmy says in there. He goes, um, and the whole documentary is about Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre. That's why I was deep in it. Maybe you haven't, or maybe it was a while from when you watched it. But it's about the, both of their journeys and it, how it comes together. But Jimmy goes, he was working with Suge Knight, he was working with Tupac, he was working with Snoop, everyone. He was like, Dre, what he couldn't understand was he in, where he came from in New York, he, you know, a lot of Italian mobsters or whatever, and they'd work a lot of their life doing the, the negative stuff, but they'd be working to legitimise themselves. So their goal would be, by the time I've left, 
my whole family could inherit and I, I know this he didn't explain it more like this but i know this from just understanding that world a bit and you know watching your godfathers and watching everything else so to legitimize and to, so everyone's eating legit no police can't pull you up and that's a big theme in the godfather movie as well but he was like what he couldn't understand is that these guys had everything the lifestyle they were connected to you know president everybody because they don't come to jimmy Irene's house to play football you know i mean the weekend so he said i couldn't understand how they could have everything but it's like they were and i i don't quote him but it's what he said kind of they were they were putting off that lifestyle still they were so far disconnected from it and they had achieved a lot and they had all this money but they were still trying to live that lifestyle he said i couldn't understand it but it was that moment and jimmy says that piece that look you know everyone's but it's mad because it's like you achieve all this success perhaps and you achieve all this you know do you do that to then you know if we're, if we're describing uniform not just as clothing but as the whole concept and lifestyle do you do all of that to then put on this uniform of negativity so mm. you know and going back to um the point about everybody getting picked off clothing is a very powerful piece because again you had that period of time where you'd see black brothers as well like they would go into these groups and it's like and these are the good groups you have to dress this way you have to wear a suit and a tie all the time and you know you've got it i think from what i've seen you've got some notions of that in america as well like they would they're the groups where you have to have this mentor you have to speak this way you have to address everybody with you know sir at the front and sir at the end otherwise you're not respectful and all this kind of stuff and it's it's like the world the world constantly trying to create these uniforms of what it means to all the things all the tactics of engagement you have to to put in place to be perceived as a good human being whereas if you for me, the world I want to live in is where everyone can be their authentic self mm-hmm. within reason of that authentic self being goodness. Because, you know, I've seen some stuff about single killers and that authentic self is very different. But yeah, levels. They're authentic selves and they don't have to, you know, but, you know, is that, is that, is that possible in a world that everyone's taken by what you say, face value, what you wear? You know, so I get it, and I'm just saying, you had those ones that said you can't wear trainers, you can't wear those kind of clothing because if you wear that kind of clothing, you're going to be associated with this. So you're going to have to wear all the opposite version of whatever that is, that clothing. You're going to have to speak the opposite way. You can't use slang in my house. You can't do it. You know what I'm saying? So all these things, and that becomes very interesting to to, to to dissect as well when you're talking about how a lot of us came up because then the kicks or the uniform becomes an a way to identify people you know what I mean 100% man um, one thing I wanted to get your opinion on obviously you're wearing Jumbo Boy so shout out Jumbo Boy well I appreciate that because Jumbo Boy was big in the ends and if you didn't know do a little bit of research Jumbo Boy was out here man but um you you stepped your foot into 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 street culture. You stepped your foot into into streetwear, and obviously that's obviously closely associated with 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 sneakers and that whole that whole world. Like, talk about your influences in that regard. You get me when you were coming up early and you were thinking and formulating drama boy. And obviously, early days, man, we worked 
together like after you like formed everything like we got an opportunity to really sit down and and chop some like stuff up and you you went on to to to, to do some amazing things with drummer boy talk to me about your early influences talk to me about where that idea of drummer boy actually came from this, or what spawned it and it's interesting it's like the same time um and you know, i think this is a really interesting and I, I, I feel you can only really do this with people you know this part of this piece because the, the interview technique is very really different in the sense that i'll be forced to answer similar questions in other interviews i've been doing quite a bit but not in a way that feels this poetic mm. right because you're trying to do it from the kick angle but then equally you've got the angle of relationship we've known each other for many years so people don't know that you had a business as well called light prince you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah we're out yeah. here light prince was doing bits as well you know what i'm we're saying doing okay it's mad because so Light Prince, just so you know, people out like here. Prince, yeah, yeah Light Prince thing, Light Prince thing. So we're there, bro. We're there. <laughs> we're there. I've got a picture of us. I've seen it the other day. For those that don't know, uh, me and uh, my best friend Peter, um, shout out Peter. We we used to um, print. Uh, print t-shirts hoodies and, and that sort of stuff we worked with some amazing people uh, this was a eccentric omar uh he's a is an amazing artist still knocking about to shout out omar man. but we also got to work with cfas or drama boy as well so that was pretty sick so we got to do a lot of cool stuff like i remember your office man differently <laughs> yeah oh wow you reminded me man we had an office in deptford Shout, shout out ghetto man yeah we were in Deptford man that was a lovely little office we used to do all the printing there before we had to sort of we kind of grew out of that space and we kind of expanded and partnered with a, a bigger printer before we ended up closing up a, a few years later but yeah man it was a great great experience man we really enjoyed it fire Fire! Fire! <laughs> I love that picture, bro. I love that picture. We need to deep fry them, them pictures. <laughs> For real, filters from every angle. <laughs> this is also another deep fried. Oh, wow. We love I mean, that one. Putting me heavy, man, differently. Bro, we were we were there, man. We. <laughs> bro, now you're gassing. <laughs> <laughs> early days things man my but bro like we believed we believed in the thing bro see massive massive shout out peckham peckham high road yeah peckham high street yeah high street yeah <laughs> apologies that's cool 93 peckham high so i'll never forget but so it's interesting so you and now we've even gone all the way past the question but the question was in and around um talk talk about how street culture and the rest so I was, it's funny because when I first started Drummer Boy, I've off, I've been trying to recreate what, what it meant to be from. I'm saying, because, and this is mad when you're talking about, when we start talking about the differentiation between the uniform of negativity and the uniform of aspiration, I don't know. Um, and a lot of the times, like it was just always associated to negativity, even in the music videos, all that kind of stuff. And, and I've always tried to find a line between, you know, everyone spitting where we draw the line between being the 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 the, the, the hood CNN and or the hood BBC, and um, 
the problem. Do you know what I mean? Or where, you know, where, where do we draw the line between the change, you know, what, what, what spurs it on? So, and again, I, I said this often, like, there's a difference between two-part changes and two-part hit them up. Mm. I missed it both heavy, like, it's, both of them was really great pieces of, of work. But the influence of two-part hit them up in my particular life was felt differently than the influence from changes. And my mood is different listening to both of these things. So, and it's, you can find that comparison in a lot of, you know, art that's, that's created. And, you know, there is that argument you can only create what you understand and what you, you know, it's a very deep one. So long and short, like, in association to all of the music videos that was going on in the UK and everything that was happening, you'd have like a lot of street culture and street clothing. And, you know, I would just, and then here's some some deep, crazy stuff, right? So then you had like Obey and Super Dry and mm-hmm. you know, so not, not Super Dry. Let me part that for one second. Obey, you had Supreme, you had yeah. all yeah. these type of brands, and it felt like I didn't know, but it felt like those brands weren't run by black people. No, I don't know, but it felt like. But yeah, it, I, could feel, I could feel I their influence. <laughs> I, could, I could feel their influence. That's it. Around the situation. Yeah. But even when you look at your Nike and you look at these were companies that were run Adidas, they were run by black people or didn't come from Africa. You know, Adidas is a German company. Yeah. But they used black culture to amplify the situation. And whether that's sports players, musicians, artists. So and then you've got like the super dry piece. But I would never see so I didn't see like a black brand that was like on a super dry level. So the maddest thing, because when I was coming up, super dry was one of the biggest brands. Like a lot of people was wearing super dry at one point. And I said to myself, I want to see Drummer Boy on everyone the same. I couldn't go out without seeing somebody wearing super dry. Mm. I still think you can't even to a No, it's, 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 it was def- it's definitely big. Was, it was huge for us. For people, and not even in the, in the bits, but like people. Everywhere. No, yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. Superdrive were listed on the stock exchange. They were massive, massive. Yeah, so, so for me, it's like, so that when I look at the brands that I wanted to be like, I wanted to have the type of influence of a Superdrive and the footprint business-wise. But what I started to deep that Superdrive and then I looked at other brands were good at doing was attaching their brand identity to an idea. And so you'd, you'd, the reason why Drummer Boy, even though a lot of the time we put we, we, we were putting out the messages we, it was only we did this for a long time it's the logo but initially it was just the messages the reason why you saw me very much trying to attach this logo to an idea is because of super dry because i saw a lot of other people in the bits that clothing but i didn't i didn't feel like that clothing was attached to an idea that was in my head something that helped me escape so it was me, like it was like, and and if it was to to really go back, yeah, what did I see growing up that I was like boom? So when I first said boom, I'm gonna do a clothing line. The the story of John Boy was, um, I was gonna go around giving motivational speeches because a lot of people, if they could say boom was one thing that you know, let's say the day I die, and people were like well was one thing that stood out to you about Sifas, they probably go back to a conversation we had. Or like, yo, like one time I was in this position in my life and see if I spoke to me in X, right? And I know that because I know people have said that to me personally, right? A lot of people. And it's a consistent. 
So I said, if that's the case, then there's something about my mind, there's something about my ability to communicate and articulate. That is. And so I would go, I, I was thinking, let me go around and give motivational speeches. I was literally going to do that. And I thought, no, like, I stood out. It's a lot of people giving motivational speeches. I didn't really like the idea of motivational speaking. I didn't feel like what I did was motivational speaking. I thought what I did was like, somebody would come to me and talk to me and I would just go off. Mm-hmm. And people would go to these motivational things and leave feeling charged and then like not really have substance after. That's how I felt at the time. And so I said, okay, instead of putting these messages, going out and giving these messages, why don't I put these messages and these thoughts and these things that people are like, yo, boom, that's deep, da 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 So I come up with quotes and you put them on the t-shirts and that's where it came from. So then I end up doing this business plan. So my, my first business plan was like, like thick, like proper, like this big. It was a waste of my time, but it was, it was an interesting exercise. I completely agree. <laughs> It was a good exercise though, like I, I learned a lot from doing it. Exactly. And one part of that business plan I did, so I did the swap analysis, so, and then I did the competitor analysis as well. So when I did the competitor analysis, I started to look at who in the community was, who was, who would be my direct competition, because it wouldn't be super dry. They would be some form of competition because people, why, why would you not spend money on super dry and spend it on me? But direct, I saw uh, uh, brands like, uh, Bear club and this is going way back now way back way back i saw the teddy bear club i saw um way better know was one yeah that's out there at the time there as well like these were like when i started to look like i wasn't aware of the teddy bear club like that and i wasn't aware of way better know and maybe because i wasn't so ingrained in that street culture like that of way better know i knew jme um you know uh 96 bars of range like that was and then wait a bit. so but i didn't know that the clothing line was out there like that and then also um the teddy so those two brands were two brands i was looking at okay cool and so at that point when you're thinking about what's possible mm. and you're thinking about how to articulate that piece you've got screen printing because both brands utilize screen printing now superdry also utilize screen printing so and it felt like that would have been the but bro this is the this is the poetic and the maddest part because how do you google something you don't know what's the name bro <laughs> i remember when we started like i remember telling peter have you heard of this have you heard of this screen printing thing and he's like what are you talking about like i thought we were going to do embroidery that's the one we knew about embroidery hmm. we talking about screen printing like hmm. Anyway, we started doing our research and we found out like the process and realized that is the most, that is the standard in the industry. That is what all, like everyone, that, that's what they're using to produce their stuff. Like, so that's how, that's how it came about. But honestly, how do you know until you know? <laughs> so here's the poetry. Like this is, so I, I'm talking about this now because um, I know it's moving in the same way because you go, you, I'm going back now to like, bro, like when I started, didn't nobody tell me like boom and google wasn't all the way that big at that time as well yeah, so it, wasn't like it, was that big. it was big but I, you can't just, just go into google and say, oh hey like now if i was trying to find something probably easier so but then yeah. how did i find my first ever printers i remember when i first started i was probably like what 16 when i started doing the research and i would remember being at college and i'd call like different suppliers and I'd, 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 I'd have a different name. So like I think one of the names I had was John. 
because so it looked like you know in my head it looked like there was a couple people running this thing. <laughs> you know what i mean the games you play it looked like there was like and i was yeah you know, I, I quickly went over that thing yeah, so i was very much trying to create and it's not that boom you know uh so, so boy but no was really doing that you know teddy bear club was already associating themselves to a particular lifestyle and, and it's this that then it was for Aducci as well at one point shout out Ferraducci man I, I got I got I got fond memories of Ferraducci I don't know if you know this yeah I will give you a quick story I don't know if <laughs> let me tell you a quick story about Ferraducci so people won't know this yeah I went to SFX right and um i literally was in the same class as a guy called Ade, um one of the creators of ferraducci and we were we used to do science class together right and, and Ade is amazing like like i was spoken to him years but at the time like is like the life like he's just like super hilarious guy right i remember one day they're man at the back of the class yeah right i'm not a back of the class guy i'm a middle of the class guy like so trying to get things done, you get me? But like, they're mad at the back of the class, they're doing the thing and the class hasn't started yet. And they started just saying like names, like, cause they were like, I'm, go- I'm gonna start a clothing brand. I'm gonna start a clothing brand. And literally, <laughs> and please like, and people, if you think you, you know the story and it's different to this, don't, I'm not, I, I was there. I was there in the class, you get me? It might have been Mr. Powell's class, you get me? Let me put it to you like that, I was there, right? They were like, fam, I want to make something like Fendi. Or I want to make something like Gucci. Hey, like I want to make something like Prada, you get me? And they started bubbling all their words and out of that year, Ferraducci, Ferraducci. Bro, and I was like, I was like, these men are gone. They're crazy. But few years later, they were smashed. They had a shot in Woolworth. They had a lot of stuff going on. One of the biggest brands in South at a point. Real talk, real talk. I'm not in South. Like I went to school in Northwest London, right? In to college. So Ferraducci, I think they came out after or around a similar time. And if, even if they came out around a similar time, it doesn't matter. I never knew about them. So I didn't do research on them. So I never knew about them until like maybe one, two years into drama work. Mm. But when I knew about them, I knew about them because I went to, uh, at that point, when I was like 18, so it was college. So I started drama work at 16, 17. I went to college at like 18. At that point, people in Northwest was wearing their, their caps. Mm. It was that boom. That you could see like they was everywhere. But again, was very in, ingrained in the streets and like in and you know it's a lot of different stories around where that went and what happened and da 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 but long and short of the whole situation um with drummer boy i was trying to create a brand i was always trying to reinvent what that wanted to be i didn't want a brand that was just subject to what 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 had been what had been given to us to the black community almost as this is what it means to be black and it's like what it means to be black is like to, and i just i didn't want that vibe i wanted a vibe that was different in it so at certain points i was trying to explore like chinese and like the asian piece because i liked what super dry did with you know mixing asian type of text and typography with west coast lifestyle and i was very interested so i, I explored and I experimented with drum boy in that way because that was just different and i didn't feel like i fit into 
all the other vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could identify with it and I could play the part, but I just it, it wasn't authentic to me. So you know, I was I was very much trying to reinvent that. So that that's a bit about Drummer Boy. So my thing was always about positive messages, aspirational, and the whole Drummer Boy piece was that was what I was called at a certain point, and it was my, my it was very simple. My message to the world. So instead of calling it Sifas's clothing, I called it Drummer Boy clothing. Do you know what I mean? Because that was the alter ego. It was this persona of you know uh, relating it to the actual instrument of the drum and the drum being one of the most powerful, in my opinion, instruments keeping the pulse keeping the beat you know what the the strap line for drum boy many people might not know is dance to the beat of your own drum so in a world that is constantly trying to tell you who you need to be and and this is very poetic and therapeutic actually when you're talking about what inspired it it's like i was trying to create my own rhythm in a world that was telling us street culture means this or coming from new cross means this or means that I was very much about using the articles, right? So the, the hoodie or the t-shirt, but I wanted that to now stand for something beyond just like street, you know, personas. And, you know, it's funny that full circle, I've almost done that with 56. Mm. And I'm trying to reinvent what this feels like. So if I'm a young black man and I put on this hoodie, I don't feel like I have to be a bad man, innit? Like I can, yeah. I can just go about doing me. That's what Drummer Boy was really trying to do. So when I say dance to the beat of your own drum, we were trying to reinvent what that energy was, what that persona was. And that's funny enough, Full Circle did it with 56. And I've never actually articulated it like this, in the sense that what made me start 56 was the council and a crooked landlord fighting against Drummer Boy. And we ended up being, I ended up being in a space where I couldn't trade. I was frustrated. Fell asleep in the studio, had a dream, and in that dream it was 56 black men. And I woke up, and the next day I messaged you, Ade, and a couple of people in my contact list, and I asked everyone if you would like recommend one more person, and that's how we got 56. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kicks Chronicles. Please make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share, rate, review, and all that good stuff. And remember, Full video version is available on YouTube, audio versions available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.